the Reynolds Aluminum Program with Sibber McGee and Molly. The Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Sibber McGee and Molly transcribed with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Gil Stratton Jr., and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. What every farmer wants is more income per acre. And one sure way to get it is to use a portable sprinkler irrigation system made of light, strong, rust-proof Reynolds aluminum pipe. You move this equipment from field to field, have water where you want it, when you want it. It's light to carry... A 20-foot length of 4-inch pipe weighs only about 15 pounds. And the results in increased crop yields are amazing. Often the increase is enough to pay for the whole system in one season. Your pastures will feed more cattle with this modern irrigation. Two, three, and even four times the number of head per acre. Your growing season is stretched far into the fall. Then you just store your Reynolds aluminum pipe outside without fear of rust. Worth looking into, isn't it? Get your copy of the big 16-page booklet, More Income Per Acre. Write to Irrigation, Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. That address again is Irrigation, Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. <laughs> Ladies, suppose you had a husband whose idea of being gallant was to take off his hat when he went to bed. <laughs> then, uh, suppose you came home one day from a shopping trip with a large bundle in your arms, and that same husband said, Pretty, fair damsel, wouldst allow me to take thy bundle? You'd probably say, Huh? <laughs> Just like Mrs. McGee. I'll fibber McGee and Molly. Would you mind repeating that, McGee? Not at all, not at all. I said, pretty fair damsel, wouldst allow me to take thy bundle? Oh, sure, sure, take the bundle. And take an aspirin. Take a tonic, you're not well. No doubt my language does seem strange. As soon as I take it your bundle and put it on the table, I will explain it. Yes, I wish you would it. <laughs> what goes on? Well, that was a sample of the new McGee, kiddo. The courteous McGee that's replaced the old McGee which I used to have the manners of a Chinese bull in a shop. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't say that about Chinese bull. Huh? I mean, you shouldn't say that about yourself. Well, why not? Didn't I always put cigar butts in your sewing basket? Well, yes. And didn't I wipe my hands and face with the his towels and wipe my shoes with the hers towels? <laughs> That's true. And didn't I read the newspaper at the breakfast table and poke a hole in the middle of it so that I could drink coffee without putting it down? That you did. Now, let's face it, Tootsie. I've been real uncouth, but that's all over. From now on, I'm going to be politer than a Pekingese pup in a backyard full of bulldogs. <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to like this, sweetheart. Uh, to what do I owe this uh, change for, I hope, uh, the better? I am reading a book, The Life of Sir Walter Raleigh. Sir Walter Raleigh? Yep. Lived more than 300 years ago, and they're still writing books about him. And why? On account of because he was polite. Why, do you know what he done? Uh, yes. I'll tell you about it. You see, Sir Walter was loping through the streets of London one time, wrapped up in one of them long velvet cloaks that nobody wears nowadays except wrestlers. 
He must have made a pretty picture. It was sloppy weather and the streets was full of mud, and all of a sudden, here comes good Queen Bess without her overshoes. The careless girl. And Sir Walter sees the queen prowling around the puddle, so quick's the flash. He whips off his velvet cloak and spreads it over the puddle so she can trot across without getting her dog dancing. That kiddo is real thirsty. <laughs> it certainly is. So, uh, Sir Walter Raleigh is going to be your model. Right. I'm going to act like him and talk like him and be like him. Maybe 300 years from now, there'll be a book about Sir Fibber McGee. <laughs> I'd like to read that. No longer needest thou do all the work and beat thy brains out, for I am at thy beck and call. Dost thou approve? Yea, verily. <laughs> well, I'm a little tired from that trip downtown, so... Sit here in my favorite chair. Well, good. I'd, I'd take a look at the morning paper, but it's out in the kitchen. Ah, thy slightest wish is my command, fair lady. I shall... <clears throat> Heavenly days. I think the lad's got something this time. Oh, oh, could I get used to this treatment in a hurry. Although... Here thou art, my lady. Readest thou the latest dirt. Tis only... Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Come in. Good afternoon, Molly. Hello, pickle nose. (laughs) Ah, we should have listed the drawbridge across the moat, my lady. (laughs) The good doctor has caught us with our bridges down. (laughs) But... Greetings to thee, my portly friend. What's with him, Molly? Somebody slug him with a loaded plum pudding? (laughs) (laughs) No, he's been reading about Sir Walter Raleigh, Doctor. And a truly great man, fat sire. (laughs) And my idol. Yes, uh, he's living the life of Raleigh today. (laughs) Hey, that was cute. Did you hear what I said, Doctor, the life of Raleigh? Yes. Ah, it was indeed a subtle thrust, my dear. Most provocative of mirth. This I don't get at all. Well, I'm merely immolating my idol, Doctor. <laughs> so long as you, sire, are a guest in my house, you shall get naught but sweet talk from me henceforth. <laughs> oh, stop it, stupid. You can't pour honey out of a vinegar bottle. <laughs> well, why I said bottle, I don't know. Your shape's more like a jug. <laughs> Well, now, he's really serious about this, Doctor. He's been very sweet to me. I mean it, Doctor. Politeness is my byword. Why do you think I'd refer to you, my guest, as a fat, repulsive slob? Never. (laughs) I'm too polite. (laughs) Isn't he sweet? Yes. It doesn't seem possible, Molly, that this is the same McGee I've known and despised for 20 years. (laughs) You think I'm going to answer that by saying... That the dislike of a lemon-headed lout with a satchel full of sugar pills and a head full of nothing is a compliment? Nay, nay, doctor. Forsooth. <laughs> and this be the same little rat who pulled that contemptible trick on the golf course last fall? Is indeed the same little rat, kind sir. <laughs> what did he do on the golf course, doctor? Oh, I had to match one, Molly. All I needed was a three-inch putt. Suddenly, little cheat nickel here screamed he was bee-stung staggered around in circles and stomped my ball six inches deep in the turf. <laughs> you chiseler. It was a trick, wasn't it? It was indeed a trick. <laughs> Never again will I stoop so low to win from a better player. Okay, I quit. When you admit a thing like that, I'm licked. I'll just have to get used to this, I guess. A new McGee with a heart of gold to match his gold tooth. <laughs> Your pardon, fair sir. 
But I have it not a gold tooth. Well, that's funny. I was sure you had. Do you mind if I look? Look with all you wish. Okay, open your mouth wide. Ah. Uh... Thanks, I ain't close it. That'll be five dollars. <laughs> Five dollars for what? For examining your throat. What? My charge for a house call is five dollars. Right. I'll put it on your bill. Why, you big fat tub of quivering blubber. I'm going to punch you right in the... Hey, you tricked me. <laughs> Forsooth. Indeed, I did it. Very <laughs> well, good pigeon. <laughs> Out, lout. Billy Mills from the orchestra and second star to the right. with a rag in thy hands? Yes, you dust. <laughs> I'm dusting. Ah, my dear, cease thy toil. Would Sir Walter Raleigh permit his queen to do such crummy work and perchance soil her dainty lunch hooks? <laughs> Gadzooks, no. Give me the dust rag, kiddo. There you are, Gadzooks. You can start dusting the mantle first if you like. Ah, forsooth, thy word is my command. I'll begin it with these knickknacks here and... When I'm through, every nick and every knack will shine us like... What the heck it was that? <laughs> you just knocked a nick and a knick-knack. Mm. <laughs> Look at it, the little china bust of Cupid asleep that Aunt Sarah gave us. Ah, grieve not, good wife. It can be stuck it back together. Yeah, but, McGee, I wish you hadn't broken well, it. I love that little thing. It was the nicest bust I ever saw. Yeah, and the loudest bust I ever heard. <laughs> yeah, don't you get it, my lady? Sit up here. Come in. <laughs> oh, hello, Ed. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Mr. McGee, I brought your box of alfalfa colonas. Well, greetings, army little man. Delivery boy with cigars of tan. 
Boy, that's quite a hello, Mr. McGee. That's the new Mr. McGee, Ed. He's selling courtesy today. Sir Walter Raleigh is his model. Yeah. Sir Walter Raleigh. <laughs> oh, he was the guy with the mud puddle bit, right? <laughs> that's the man, Ed. He was famous for his courtesy. How do you stack up in the courtesy department, Ed? Like, for instance, what do you say when you ask a girl to dance? Well, uh, I just grab her and say, let's kick, chick. <laughs> I thought so. What you ought to do, Ed, is give the girl a low bow, see? A low bow? Mm-hmm. Boy, if that gang we go with caught me bowing, they'd boot me out the window. <laughs> what if you do get razzed a little at first? You keep on bowing long enough and you know what'll happen? Sure, I'll get Charlie horses. <laughs> you'll get popular, that's what you'll get. Politeness pays off, Ed. You pick out the politest guy you know and I'll bet he's funny popular. Girls like that stuff. Now that you mention it, I know one fellow like that. Yeah. Sidney Mildred. Mildred? Yes, ma'am. Old Sid is plenty polite, and almost any girl in town will give him a date. You see? What does he do, Ed? Well, he always brings a girl a big box of candy, mm-hmm. and then he always holds the door of his cad convertible open and helps them in. <laughs> and he always takes them to dinner at the Ritz Vista Sump Room. Mm-hmm. I never realized it was courtesy that made old Sid so popular before. <laughs> Of course, there may be other things in his... The reason I know about him is because his girls usually get a headache and he politely takes them home. Well, I work late at Kramer's and the girls usually call me around 10.30 and I go by for some of Sid's candy and a little smooching. (laughs) Well, I think you've got something with that politeness treatment, Mr. McGee. Maybe I can be as popular as old Sid. Thanks a lot. Bye. So long, I think the lad is a little confused, dear. He said it. He was, hey, what's going to do? Well, I thought I'd go upstairs and get my sewing basket. I've got a lot of mending to do. Hey, no more. I'll... <laughs> Much as I thought I was going to like this, it's getting a little monotonous. I never saw. There you are. My dear, your sewing basket. <laughs> Heavenly days, that was a fast trip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have been quicker, only I stopped in to put a few pair of socks in. I punched the toes out of them. <laughs> well, what else can I do for you? Hello, Wally. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. How now, kind sir? How now? I thought you only said that to brown cows. <laughs> well, it's the McGee version of the way Sir Walter Raleigh talks, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, and he's my ideal. Courtesy, that's the stuff I'm handing out now. Well, this I never dreamed of. All my guests are going to be treated with the utmost respect. In the past, perchance, I have showed some lack of interest in the subject quite dear to your heart, mm-hmm. but that's all over. Huh? In case you've got something you'd like to say, I'll bring it up myself. Reynolds Aluminum, forsooth. Take a fit from there. Well, gee whiz, I... Well, I would like to tell you about Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Flashing, pal. The most notable product, sir. Pretty tell us how this flashing is the metal one uses on roofs and around chimneys and over doors and windows to prevent leaks. Yeah, 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 I will. And beyond that, I'll tell... Tell us why aluminum makes it the best flashing. Because it's rust-proof and costs less, and is easy to shape and trim. Speak up, Maeve. Oh, okay, yeah, I will. Tell Just us about flashing. the special package of Reynolds flashing, which contains ten aluminum sheets, each 18 inches wide and four feet long. It. Okay, uh... What's wrong, kind sir? Has the cat got thy tongue? <laughs> no. Uh, then tell us no, how I buy Reynolds in... Lifetime Aluminum Flashing from our hardware or building supplies dealer. Be it my guest. No, no, I... I think I'll leave now and come back sometime when your manners aren't so good. But thou hast scarcely said a word about Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Flashing. Yeah, 
And if the Reynolds boys send me a nasty letter about it, I know who to blame. Really? No, Raleigh. Mm. Goodbye. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say you were terribly polite to him, McGee. Yeah, well, I couldn't resist it, kiddo. For once, I wanted to see him standing there with aluminum on his mind and egg on his face. <laughs> Poor lad, he did look dumbfounded. Yeah, he'll never be founded so dumb again. <laughs> well, kiddo, what can I do for you now? Well... Oh, I know. I'll serenade you. Serenade me? Barely, my pet. The book I'm reading says all the better class of gents used to do that. Really? Yep. They sung mushy songs and played on a thing called a lute, which probably means they swiped it. <laughs> and on another thing, kind of like a small heart. Liar? No, it's in the book. <laughs> I got no small heart, but my old mandolin's right here on top of the piano. Uh, dearie, if you don't mind. Relax, my lady, relax. While I pour sweet melodies into thy shell-like ears. Oh, I had the little pig, and I called him Peter Port. He backed into a bottle, and his tail pulled out the cork. <laughs> Heavenly days. Is that what Sir Walter Raleigh sang? <laughs> Is that what Sir Walter Raleigh sang to good Queen Bess? Could have been. It's an old song and a mighty pretty one. <laughs> if Sir Walter had a high tenor voice and a low sense of rhythm, he could have bowled Bess over with that. Come in. Oh, it's the old timer. Hello there, kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is indeed a pleasure. Jolly nice to see you, old timer. Pull up a chair. Here, have mine. Sit thee. What's the gimmick, daughter? You got the chair wired or full of a post attack? Because <laughs> well, I ain't got enough of post to take No, no. <laughs> Not at all, Mr. Oldtimer. He's just practicing politeness today. From now on, boy, I'm going to be the soul of courtesy. Politeness always pays. Well, now, son, you got the right idea. I've always been very polite myself. But I was just a kid, kids. Mama taught us kids politeness. Good. You were psychology, Mama did. Yeah. She had a book about like the one Johnny's got there called Applied Psychology. Well. When Mama applied the flat side of the psychology to the round side of us kids, we learned manners. <laughs> What's the reason, Johnny? Well, uh, this book is... Never interrupt when folks are talking, Mama said. Mm -hmm. Be polite. Your mother was right. She must have been a very Especially nice... Especially lady, she said. Never interrupt the lady. Mama said. What's the reason, Johnny? Well, this book is about... Oh, I'll always be interested in what other folks are saying, no matter how dull it is, Mama said. Makes them like it. Your mother had the right idea. She... And never raise your voice to a lady, Mama said. Don't holler at the women folks, son, or they'll slap the teeth into your brickwork. <laughs> What's reading, Johnny? Nothing. Just got this book to press butterflies in. <laughs> What's new with you? Well, my girlfriend Bessie got herself a new job last week. Well, good for her. How is Bessie, anyway? Just fine, daughter. She's in a basket of puppies and just about as thrifty. <laughs> works with her sister Essie now down at the glue works. The glue works? Yep. I tested her last night. Bessie, I says, how's your new job? And she says, frankly, she says, it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Get some dandies. Yes. She must be a corker. Nope, she's a butler, daughter. <laughs> the Ushie is the corker. <laughs> the King's Man and the Wondrous Word of the Lord. I hear the pretty music and the singing, the wondrous word. 
your measurement, and if you stand up tall, then you will all be eligible to sit in the heavenly hall and you listen to the music and the beautiful singing and you listen to the wondrous word of the Lord. Lord, Lord. So wondrous word of the Lord, now He's watching over everyone every night and day. So heed wisdom of that word and you never forget to pray and listen to the music. Congregation, are you ready and able for the celebration? Better listen to the words that I'm going to say. You better get ready for the judgment day. Oh, you must be ready for it's called, no matter where you roam. So walk that straight and narrow path, and it will lead you home. And you listen to the music, and the beautiful singing, and you listen to the wondrous word of the Lord. you to treat me like a queen, Gary, and fun is fun. But... Oh, I love doing it, kid. I'm afraid that in the past I haven't pampered you enough. Oh, yes, you have. I have? Pampered you? Oh, I thought you said hampered me. <laughs> Look, now, I've got... I'll get it. wonder how Sir Walter Raleigh answered the phone. He probably just said, Palace, Raleigh speaking. <laughs> Palace, Ra- uh, McGee's residence. Who? No, nobody here by that name. Funny, that sounded like Doc Gamble. Who did he want? Asked for a guy named Guy Fawkes. <laughs> you know any guy named Guy Fawkes? <laughs> no, there was a lad around the palace by that name, but he blew. Oh. <laughs> McGee, hand me my apron off the sofa. I've got to get out and start dinner. Ah, uh, say no more, my dear. Say thy hand. I shall prepare thy sup. Oh, no. No. It ill becomes a gentlewoman to toil with the victuals. I shall don my apron and proceed. Oh, dear. Come in. Good afternoon, Molly. McGee. Gadzooks, it's the Lord Mayor himself. <laughs> Pray enter, Your Worship. How is that? Just his way of saying, come in, Mr. Mayor. Hi there. Oh, I see. What brings on the Peoria-type Elizabethan dialect, McGee? <laughs> you trying out for the role of the butler in the second road company of Lady Windermere's fan? <laughs> I am reading a book, Homer. Sir Walter Raleigh. Very sterling character. Made up my mind to copy him in every way. I see. Where did you read that the Walter Raleigh wore pink ruffled apron? <laughs> well, that's his own touch, Mr. Mayor. Yes, I am about to prepare our evening repast, Your Worship, so that my lady may be spared the rigors of the skilletry. <laughs> I think you mean scullery. Scullery? I don't know what you keep in your kitchen, Mr. but we keep skillets in ours. <laughs> Not a skull in the whole joint except the one we're wearing. Uh, just let it lay there, dearie. As my lady wishes. 
How are things with you these days, Mr. Mayor? Busy? Uh, yes, yes. I've had a rather bad time with a group of unhappy taxpayers this week. You ever see a group of happy taxpayers, boy? <laughs> no, no. But these were unusually unhappy. Oh? They're dissatisfied with the way the city treasurer is handling our money. Who is the treasurer, anyhow, Mr. Mayor? Oh, a man in whom I have the greatest confidence, Molly. I've known him for years. He's almost like an uncle to me. Who is he? My cousin. <laughs> I, uh, I assure the complainant that Cousin Wilbur has not put one cent of city money into his own bank account. It's ridiculous. Of course it is. How they expect a man to support a wife and three racehorses and put money in the bank, I don't know. <laughs> well, now, you boys just sit here and chat while I go start dinner. Give me the apron, McGee. No, huh? sir. You stay right where you darn are, fair lady. Even as Sir Walter Raleigh done it to his queen, I shall devote my life to protecting me from the necessities of tribulation. I shall go ever onward, ever forward, spreading my cloak over the puddles of life, lest thy dainty foot be soiled. Sweet Genevieve. Isn't that sickening? You know, it's been like this all day, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Right? That was a secret of Raleigh's success, was have you? He devoted his entire life to just doing nice things for Queen Elizabeth. I'll bet she really appreciated him. Well, as a matter of fact, McGee, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't? Queen Elizabeth had him banished from her court, and he finally wound up getting his head chopped off. <laughs> his head? Chopped off? Right. I know how she felt. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh, after all he done. All his politeness. And that's all the thanks he got? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Molly. Yes, dearie. Put this apron on and get my dinner ready. Give me my chair. Come on, get started. Make it snappy. My word. Go home, Latrivia. I'm sick of being polite. Come on, Molly, get with it. I want my dinner. Well, thank goodness I've got my husband back. Raleigh and Molly will return in a moment. Meanwhile, here's how to glorify that great American dish, the baked potato. Bake yours in Reynolds Wrap. Just mold this pure aluminum foil around each well-cleaned potato and bake as usual, only about ten minutes longer. Serve them right in their foil jacket. Just cut across through the foil, squeeze open, pop in butter and seasoning. The most luscious baked potato you ever tasted. Moist, mealy, full-flavored. And your potatoes stay hot much longer in foil. Try this wonderful treat. And while you have the oven on, pop in yesterday's rolls or biscuits wrapped in a napkin of Reynolds wrap. They'll come out hot and moist, like fresh baked. Get the original and genuine Reynolds wrap in standard 25-foot rolls and jumbo economy rolls 75 feet. Also, heavy-duty Reynolds wrap half a yard wide. Made by the world's largest producers of aluminum foil, the Reynolds Metals Company. You know, Molly, I'm not just cut out for that Walter Raleigh sir stuff. I'd like to be your gal at night, but I, I guess I just ain't the type. Well, I don't expect you to come galloping up on a milk-white steed, sweetheart. You'd only get saddle sores anyhow. <laughs> I guess so. Anyhow, even if I don't act like it sometimes... You always will be my queen, Tootsie. And you will always be my good night. You what? Good night. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Red Oak Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Reynolds Aluminum also brings you Mr. Peepers, starring Wally Cox on NBC television Sunday night. See your local paper for time and channel. And don't forget to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Transcribe. Tonight, play Two for the Money with Herb Schreiner on NBC.